Welcome to the Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Primus, father, entrepreneur, filmmaker, athlete, hopeful writer, and dedicated wanderer. I'm curious to learn more about how people live their lives, their struggles, and passions, and pains. So every week, with athletes, entrepreneurs, healers, adventurers, and beyond, I'm going to have unbound and uncensored long-form conversations about people, places, pursuits, and performance. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Joel. I am the host of The Ramble, and this is my podcast. This is my first episode, and I'm using it as a bit of an introduction as to who I am and why on earth I'm here talking so late to the podcast party. God, I'm like seven years late, eight years late, but I'm here, you know, and and what's interesting about that to me is that for so many years, I was told to do a podcast. I friends, family, colleagues, you need to do a podcast, you need to do a podcast. And I don't know why I dragged my feet, but something just didn't feel right. And towards the back half of 2021, when just everything was so crazy and changing in the world, and I was just stressed. Oh my gosh, was I stressed out about things with my company, which I'll tell you about. And I wasn't trusting anything, nothing. I'd lost complete faith and trust. And as an act, an exercise, if you will, in moving and stepping back into that trust, this idea of a podcast came back to me. And I'll tell you a story about Dwayne Wade, if you stay till the end and how you know it all kind of ties together. But I was so wrapped up in this idea that with all the craziness that was happening in the world, how could I control everything? How could I control every consulting contact I, uh, excuse me, consulting client that I had or my own business, which was a travel clothing company. So you can imagine how painful that was <laughs> during a travel pandemic and, you know, fighting for its life, to be honest, and, you know, finances and all these different things that I know a lot of us struggle with. And so, because I was so tightly wrapped up in this idea of how I was going to control everything, I was having no fun. As I said, I was stressed out and things stopped working for me. You know, it was just like one problem after the next. And I've always lived my life as an entrepreneur, as a father, as an adventurer, as an athlete, you know, with a, with a certain degree of planning, but also really understanding that only, you know, a few bricks of what my life will be or laid out in front of me at every, at any given time. And I can't, you know, you go too far past that and you fall right off the edge and that's what had happened to me. And so the idea of starting a podcast was really tethered to this idea of, I don't know what's going to happen with this. And I've been putting it off and I've been dragging my feet. What if I just did it? What if I just started the damn thing? And without knowing who would be my guests, without knowing exactly you know, what I was going to talk about every single time, using it as an exercise in trust and what would unravel you know, before me and in front of me. And that excited me. And it was the first time the idea of having a podcast excited me. So here I am, better late than never. The name of the podcast, The Ramble, you know, hopefully it's not too much rambling on about nothing in a confusing way and more to the definition of the world word, which is this, you know, it's, it's a walk for pleasure, typically without any specific direction. And that interests me. I love this idea of exploring things without a specific direction, life included. I've done a lot of traveling in my life. I've been to about 30 countries ever since I was free to go. I went, <laughs> you know, I was, when I was uh, 19 years old, I had been an elite runner 
and I'd had a full ride scholarship and I ended up losing that scholarship because I torn my Achilles and just had a complete and utter mental breakdown in the process because my whole life had been dedicated to running and I didn't know who I was outside of that running and I had to go find it. And so the first thing I did was I hitchhiked across the country again, not really knowing any more than a few steps in front of you, not knowing who your next ride was going to be with what that person was going to be like, you know, even if you wanted to get in the car and I'll definitely share stories about this, you know, as the podcast goes on, but that was a very big exercise in trust and it, and it, put me on this journey that, you know, took me across the country. I ended up in Southeast Asia. I ended up making a film. I ended up finding a pair of underwear when I was in Peru. If you can believe it, I I needed underwear. I've been traveling for a long time and I had holes in all my underwear. And and so I ended up buying some underwear from a street vendor. And it was like this weird experience where all of a sudden I'm touching and feeling this super soft Pima cotton underwear. If you've ever been to Peru or bought anything that's Pima cotton, you'll know that it's like the finest cotton in the world. And so it was better than anything my mom ever bought me. And without knowing why I was doing it, I bought the pairs I needed, but I also bought a whole bunch more, just put them in my backpack package, you know, in their packages and just left them there. And when I came home, this idea of starting an underwear company came into my mind. And I, you know, being an athlete and having run track and field, using a lot of Lycra and spandex, I knew a little bit about performance fabric. And now I discovered the super soft stuff and, and I wanted to kind of combine them and create this pair of underwear that was so comfortable you couldn't feel it. Hence the name Naked, which was the, the name of the underwear company. It was so comfortable you couldn't feel it. And that became an interesting mantra for, you know, the next many years of my life, this idea of just the, not just naked because of the comfort, but because of the freedom, because of the rawness of, you know, not hiding anything, being very vulnerable in, you know, what was going to happen next in my life. And lots of, lots of crazy stuff happened. That underwear company uh, landed us on Canada's version of Shark Tank, which is called Dragon's Den. And I ended up pitching this idea for an underwear company standing there on national TV in my underwear. You know, the idea of doing this podcast in my underwear was was one that I genuinely thought about, but I don't know. I'm a little older now. So it just didn't didn't quite feel like the right thing. But the idea of nakedness and just, you know, these raw conversations with people that were unbound and uncensored it just really appealed to me because that's how I try and live my life more and more as I get older. And I think it's really important. I think it's really important for us to to be vulnerable. And I'm very curious because of the pains and struggles in my own life, what other people's pains and struggles are and how they, I don't like to use the word overcome because I think on the journey of life, you're not really overcoming anything. You're facing things again and again and again. And it's just, you're learning as you go. And when those things show up, you deal with them differently every single time, every, you know, a little bit better, you do a little bit better, you respond a little bit better. And so I'm really curious about people's pains and I'm really curious about people's passions and their pursuits as someone who's pursued businesses and athletics and, uh, art in the case of books and film and travel, I I want to know people's stories 
about these things and, and really dive into the, the nitty gritty of it, because that's what interests me. Because having been on these journeys, you know that there's so much, there's so much mental and physical that you don't see in the end product. You don't see in the tweet. You don't see in the Facebook post. You don't see in the web store what it took, not just hours in the day or time spent, but what it took of your being to bring this thing into the world. And so that really intrigues me. And I want to share that. And over the years, I've collected a lot of really interesting friends and I'm on the phone with them. You know, if you catch up a couple of times a year and, and you say, man, like you talk for two hours and he says, I think people would love to hear what you have to say, not me, you know, what they have to say. And I, and I, I wanted to share that. I thought that, you know what, that would be something that made a podcast worthwhile doing, sharing these stories from my friends. My wife was very clear with me. You shouldn't do a podcast if you're, you're doing it for streams and likes. And, and admittedly, I struggle with that idea because I, I'm a perfectionist in, in certain things, not in everything, that's for damn sure, but in certain things. And this is a really authentic format platform where, you know, it's, it's, it's unedited. You know, when I wrote a book called Getting Naked that was published uh, a couple of years, well, a year ago, year and a bit ago now, that was, you know, we, we did, I don't even know, seven, eight versions, you know, edits after edits after edits. And you're really proud of the end product, but it's very, very perfected. And a lot of what I do is that way. And so this really helps me step into an area of discomfort. Being imperfect is something I'm okay with myself, but not necessarily showing others where I'm imperfect and where I struggle unless I'm doing it in a format, like in a book where I've you know, I've decided what that looks like, but, you know, in a podcast, like the style I plan to do on this show, who knows how that will show up. And that, that terrifies the shit out of me, but I, I want that. And so I guess that's a selfish reason that I'm doing this. And, uh, and I'm, I'm nervous and excited to see where that goes. What else did I want to convey here? You know, I, I'm, I'm very given the things that I, that I've done in my life. I'm interested in, in speaking with healers, you know, shamanic healers, counselors, psychologists, people who in all the different modalities over you know, our entire time as human beings on this planet, it's not one way to learn how to heal or one activity that helps you heal. And, I, and I'm really curious to, about these different modalities and how people have found healing in their life and continue to find healing. And I want to share that, you know, in my own life, I have I have been to counselors. I have been to sports psychologists when I was an elite athlete and dealing with the, the nerves and the self-doubt and the self-worth that all surrounded around, you know, being an athlete and, you know, whether you won or not, or made a national team or not. And it takes a lot out of you. And so a sports psychologist was an incredibly helpful uh, mentor by my side. Uh, you know, since that, I have sat with shamans, uh, both under uh, plant medicine or with plant medicine as well as without. I have been to sweat lodges and, and uh, I've had mentors and I've had professional business coaches and all of them bring different experiences and different, and different interpretations of what it was that I was feeling and how it is that I can bring that 
to face the world that I am, you know, that I deal with every single day. And, and so I always want to pass on that, that advice and healing to others. I want to talk to athletes. I've been an athlete. I represented Canada internationally uh, on many occasions. And like I said, I was down in the States with a, with an athletic scholarship. And so I know the highs and lows of what it takes to, to be a top performer uh, and maintain that. And when you can't maintain that because of an injury or because of fatigue, what that's like, what it's like to work for years on end towards a goal like the Olympics, what it's like to have to leave a sport behind and how to carry and transition the athletic pursuit into your life post-athletics. So somebody doesn't have to become a world-class Ironman or marathoner to enjoy and thrive in the pursuit of an athletic sport. And so I, I want to dissect those, um, those elements that allow us to keep active long into our life. It's very interesting to me and uh, something that's part of my, my life every single day. You know, one of my rules is sweat once a day. So that will be a big part of what I do here. Entrepreneurship. I've raised millions of dollars over the last 15 odd years. I've uplisted companies onto the NASDAQ. I have sold companies. I have consulted for companies. I am a, a guilty as charged entrepreneur. I am a shit employee. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have tried desperately to learn uh, how to work for somebody else. I know how to work with somebody else, but for somebody else has always been you know, very challenging and a very structured environment for better or worse for me. Uh, so entrepreneurship fascinates me. The risk, the struggle, oh my God, the struggle of entrepreneurship is like nothing else. And you know, how can I bring the people that I know in this world to share their ideas and lessons about entrepreneurship, about starting a business, about scaling a business and growing a business, uh, thriving in a business, so that others can learn, you know, and, and, and I can remind myself entrepreneurship will be a very big theme of what, uh, you know, I discuss on this podcast pursuits of different kinds, you know, not just business or athletic, but climbing mountains or charitable projects, philanthropic projects, scientific projects, these, you know, any kind of pursuit, pursuit of pursuit of art, pursuit of making an album, pursuit of making a film, writing a book, these things are when you see them on the shelf or you know on your streaming device where you know there's a video you can watch or a YouTube video or a painting on a wall, you're just seeing the end result. And I'm and and the pursuit is what makes the thing magic. It's what makes the thing so much more deep than even what you're what you're seeing on the surface. And so I want to share people's pursuits. And so I'm, I'm interested in speaking to all kinds of, of, of artists and as, you know, as well as, I mean, gosh, the list goes on and on, but, you know, those who have pursued uh, missions in the military, even uh, pursued missions to climb incredible mountains or cross incredible seas, like all of these adventures speak to me. So back to my story about Dwayne Wade, during the days of Naked, uh, this is, you know, sort of five or six years into the company's life cycle. And we're predominantly selling men's underwear, super comfy. And I had, through a PR firm, sent out underwear to all kinds of people. 
celebrity athletes, sports stars, fashion influencers, you name it. We were just sending underwear out, just hoping for that, that one really great endorsement where somebody just bought it and loved it and wanted to sing our praises to the world. You know, that we were, we were shooting that moonshot for that. And we had had a little bit of success Then nobody knew that Leonardo DiCaprio had worn the underwear and loved it. I can say that now, but uh, because the company sold and, and, and in fact, it doesn't even exist in North America, but uh, we, we got that message, but we weren't allowed to say it at the time. And we actually became the official underwear of the Amazing Spider-Man. So it was, it was the underwear worn underneath Spider-Man's suit while he was filming, which was really cool, but you couldn't see it. And so they were all kind of, you know, swinging a miss. And then like a year later, like this is long after I get a call from Dwayne Wade's management team. For those who don't know, Dwayne Wade is a three-time NBA champion. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's one of the most successful basketball players ever to play the game, but he is not just a basketball player. He is an amazing father. He's a fashion icon. Uh, you know, he has a charity. He has a production company now that's made films that have at least been nominated for Oscars. So he's just this incredible Renaissance guy and somebody I'd looked up to growing up, having at one point wanted to be a basketball player before I was a runner, but then realizing that I was five foot eight and that dream was never going to happen. So we get this call and what ended up happening was one of those packages of underwear finally made its way to Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade's wife. And it was left on the counter at his house. And he walks by it one morning and there's our box and it says naked on it. And he looks at it and he says, what? what's naked? What's this? And, and so he tries it on and loves it. And so I get this call from his management team saying, Dwayne Wade loves your underwear. We want you to fly down to Miami tomorrow. We got your courtside tickets to the game and you're going to meet Dwayne after and discuss him becoming your spokesperson. Well, I mean, I just, I was floored. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those pinch me moments in life where you just can't even fathom getting that phone call, especially after you've kind of given up hope that some of these, you know, these, these celebrities are going to endorse or love your product. So we end up doing that. And we watch the game. We have a great dinner afterwards. And over the course of the next, I want to say three weeks, you know, we, we negotiate a deal and Dwayne Wade becomes the spokesperson for Naked Underwear. Still one of the most amazing things in my life now that I'm talking about it again. Anyway, back to the story. So inside or at Naked, at the time, we're running a campaign called The Naked Truth. And the idea of the Naked Truth campaign is that much like this podcast, we're just getting people to speak their truth. So the whole underwear business was over, you know, it was very sexy. It was very photoshopped and polished and perfect. And we wanted to, to step away from that. We wanted to be more real and raw in how we presented the story of Naked to the world. And, and Dwayne became the first person to launch this Naked Truth campaign. And so we fly down to Miami and we go to his house and I, uh, I'm, I'm sitting, um, you know, again, it's like I'm sitting in Dwayne White's house and there's this, these questionnaires or this questionnaire we want to ask Dwayne questions about his life, his upbringing, which is, I mean, just remarkable what he overcame in becoming the, the global icon and basketball superstar that he, that he was and is 
through you know growing up in inner city Chicago and having a mother who was addicted to drugs and a father who was in and out of jail and um, not even being able to play his freshman year basketball in university due to poor grades and just all these 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 things that he just you know these challenges that he faced that make you be like oh shit. I got nothing to complain about in terms of getting done what I need to get done. And, and so I, I've written these questions, but I don't know that I'm going to be asking Dwayne these questions. Next thing you know, Dwayne's entire film crew is down there. He's got a, he's got a film crew that follows him around because he's made documentaries and for different branding partnerships, they're just always getting content and it's a super smart idea. You know, he's doing that before the YouTuber was doing their thing. And so, I'm sitting in Dwayne Wade's house and his film, his, his personal film crew is there. And they said, Joel, you need to ask Dwayne these questions. And I was like, you know, that feeling where your stomach, you know, you're all of a sudden is just filled with butterflies and you're just like, whoa, 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 I, me, I can't, we just read them to him and he answers off the camera and stuff like that. No, I sit down, sit down. I'm like, okay. So I'm sweating. My palms are sweating and, and Dwayne, uh, you know, Dwayne's like, you ready? And I'm like, okay. And so we go through it and we sit there and we talk for like an hour. Uh, and I'm asking him these questions and we're having a conversation. And it was almost one of those moments where you kind of black out, you know, you're just, you're, you're so nervous and you're so in it that you aren't aware of what's happening. You're totally present. And, uh, and Dwayne at the end of it says, man, that was really good. In case this naked thing doesn't work out, you should do that for a living. And I was like, oh, maybe I should. Well, you know, the naked thing didn't totally not work out, but, you know, here I am and I'm not pretending I'm good, but I am remembering his words of encouragement as I go into this and see what happens. So I am, I am grateful you're here and I'm excited to introduce you to the people that I know now and the people I'm going to meet along the way and, and what it is that they have that may be of service to you where you are on your journey. Always, although it's hard to remember, a believer that we need to meet ourselves where we are in any given moment. And that means that, you know, day one, podcast one, I'm not going to be the best podcaster in the world. I'm not going to have the millions of followers. And that applies to everything my entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial pursuits. You know, if I decide to do an Ironman this year, I'm not going to be the best Ironman in the world. Uh, where am I today? And how do I be the best that I am in that moment? And in any podcast that I've ever been on or that I've listened to, it always seems like there's a few nuggets that are just perfect for where I am at that moment in time, what I'm struggling with. Am I stuck in my head? You know, am I looping on some negative thought that I can't get rid of? Do I just need a bit of extra motivation to uh, to get off my ass for something? It, you know, is a is a business uh, problem? Some, you know, something to do with marketing on Facebook or scaling my business or or growing my email list? Am I stuck on one of those things? And so often, I just I get that piece of advice, and it's just exactly what I needed today, that day, and I hope to deliver you that week in and week out, episode in and episode out. That would be a really wonderful outcome for this podcast is if that you, my dear listeners, get those little nuggets that just propel you through little 
challenging roadblocks that you've that you need. You know, you, you I like to think that we're this this river always on this journey to the ocean, right? And that that river goes through raging rapids and it and it goes through little tiny creeks and brooks and it goes spirals its way through canyons and it ultimately makes its way to the ocean. And on that journey, there's places where, you know, we get stuck and it just builds up and it builds up that water builds up and it needs to burst through. And I want to, want to help you burst through. I, I will talk about a lot of different things. Like I said, uh, I probably should have mentioned that, you know, I want to talk about even things like birth and sex and relationships and parenting on top of the business. Uh, you know, so I'll mention those now, if you come and you're like, what the hell is he doing talking about? birth and womb journeys. I'm curious guy. I think that's one of the things that makes life so great is that there's a lot to learn. And so I'm bringing you on this journey with me and I'm grateful you're here. Enjoy. As always, thanks so much for listening to The Ramble. No, there is a lot of podcasts out there. So we thank you for choosing to listen all the way through on this one. You know, we want to be part of the, the solution, the, the good questions, the things that move you and inspire you and make you want to connect deeper with yourself and others and all that great stuff so if the spirit does move you subscribe share post anything we'd be forever grateful and if you have any comments or feedback good bad ugly it doesn't matter we're here to listen guests you think we should have on of course send them along thank you and until next time peace